Welcome back to the Secret of a Successful Life series podcast. Children are very important in our lives. Sometimes children will repeat things that their parents did not want them to hear in the first place or say things they misunderstood. In this episode, young Oscar McIntosh will overhear something that his mother also heard but did not want him to repeat. Yet in his excitement, that was exactly what he did. The chapter's titled, Mom, that lady that sat at the table too long is coming to the door. Soon after Clara's acceptance of the position to teach at the nearby country school, she was met with an unexpected situation. Clara had tried to mentally brace herself for any number of possible situations. But as often is the case, it is difficult to prepare for everything that can come along. Due to the wartime rationing of only three gallons of gasoline a week per family, Clara and the children often walked three-quarters of a mile to school. One afternoon, while walking home, one of the school board members, Matthew McConkie, stopped and gave the McIntosh family a ride home. So how was school today, kids? Well, I thought when Mom became our teacher, she'd be easy on us. Instead, Mother's harder on us than she is on the other kids. Now, Oscar, just because I'm your mother does not mean I'm going to give you special treatment at school, Clara responded. Clara, I don't know if anyone's told you, but someday the county school superintendent will stop by during school to see you. Now, don't let that worry you. At first, she appears to be pretty gruff, but she really is a good person. She's never married, and her name is Frances Jenkins. I shouldn't say this, but most folks say it looks like she sat at the table too long. When you see her, you'll understand what they mean. Clara was glad they were at the driveway at this point in the conversation, so she said, Mr. McConkie, thank you for the ride. Children, what do you tell Mr. McConkie? Three chimed in, saying thanks and goodbye. While the family got the mail from the mailbox, they walked to the house. Clara thought to herself, we could have done without that last comment about Miss Jenkins. I've never met her before, and I certainly do not want my children talking like that. Dear Jesus, how should I address this? Please give me the wisdom to handle the situation. Over supper, Clara said that while coming home today, Mr. McConkie said something about Miss Jenkins that we do not want to be telling others. At that, Oscar said, Oh, that part about people say she looks like she sat at the table too long? That's the comment, son. Now, I do not want you to repeat that. Okay? All right, Mama. Good. Now, let's get the dishes done and listen to the radio. Maybe we can learn more about what's going on in New Guinea where Daddy is at. A few days later, the weather was warm and Clara had the front door of the schoolhouse open. A car came to a stop in front of the schoolhouse. Oscar had just gotten up to sharpen his pencil when he saw a short and extremely large woman get out of her car with great effort. With his eyes wide open, and his mouth 
gaping wide. Oscar had never seen anyone of that size before. As Miss Jenkins slowly walked toward the school, Oscar forgot his manners and blurted out loud enough for the nearby farms to hear, Mom, the lady that has sat at the table too long is coming to the door. Clara was writing an assignment on the chalkboard when she heard her son's booming voice and she gasped. Oh no, dear Lord, what am I going to say to her? Clara thought. Suddenly the idea came to her. Honesty is the best policy. Walking to the doorway, she said, Hello, can I help you? Miss Jenkins introduced herself as the county school superintendent and she was making her rounds to all the country schools in the county. Clara felt she had to carefully say something to smooth over the uneasy situation Oscar Lee caused with his loud comment. Come on in, Miss Jenkins. I'm Clara McIntosh, the new teacher for our school. One of the school board members told me that you would be stopping by sometime. While I grew up in this community and attended this very school while young, I never have met you until now. I understand your husband is an army chaplain, and you both have served in church ministries before. I attend a Christian church in Smithville, so where did you go to school, Mrs. McIntosh? My husband and I both graduated from the Bible school in Cincinnati, Ohio, with four-year bachelor degrees. I've heard of that school, and it's a fine institution. They must be very proud of the work you are both doing for the Lord. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to briefly visit with the children. After visiting the school for about an hour, Miss Jenkins said she was very pleased and felt Clara was doing a wonderful job as a fill-in teacher. On the way out to her car, she whispered to Clara, From what I see, I think you should seriously consider applying for this teacher position full-time next year. I think you're doing very well. Goodbye for now. That afternoon after school, Clara sent Mary and David on ahead so she and Oscar could visit. Oscar Lee McIntosh? With a lump in his throat, he said, Yes, Mama. Son, we need to talk. Mama, I, I know what you're going to say, and I was wrong. I know it. You told me not to repeat what Mr. McConkie said, and I agreed to that. But when Miss Jenkins got out of her car, I never saw anyone that large before, and I forgot what you said. Honey, I appreciate your honesty, but I'm going to have to still punish you. What do you think would be a fair punishment for you for saying what I told you not to say. Mama, I deserve to have Mr. Paddle used on me again. Honey, since this happened at school and every student heard you say that, I think tomorrow I will explain that your comment was inappropriate and you will lose all your recesses for the next week. That way you're being punished and the other kids know you're not getting special treatment from me. But Mom, I don't want to lose my recess time. Son, I can also add the spanking to your punishment if you want. 
no, Mama. I will give up my recess time. Putting her arm around Oscar, Clara walked home with a son who realized there's a price to pay for saying bad things, even when your mom is the teacher. The next morning at school, Clara explained that Oscar had overheard someone in the community say something about Miss Jenkins. While he was told not to repeat it, yesterday he did. So as punishment, Oscar will lose all his recess privileges for the rest of the week. Also, students, Miss Jenkins has one of the most loving personalities I've ever met. It's important to respect all people as important. If you don't learn anything else today, don't forget that. In God's eyes, every person is important and dearly loved. As far as Clara is concerned, this was the end of the matter at hand. A few nights later, Miss Jenkins met with the school board at David Benson's home. While Clara was not aware of the meeting, some very important subjects were discussed. Miss Jenkins gave a very good report about the school and the work Clara was doing. While most adults in the district had heard about Oscar's comment concerning Miss Jenkins, nothing was said about it at the meeting. Finally, before adjourning, David Benson said, There's one more important issue to discuss. Looking at Matthew McConkie, David said, Matt, are you going to talk about it? If you don't, I will. And you might not like what I'll say. With everyone's eyes around the table focused on Matthew McConkie, he cleared his throat and gathered his courage and thoughts. Miss Jenkins, I owe you a great apology. Please let me explain. Claire and her family had never met you or even heard of you until the day I gave them a ride home from school. I explained that sometime you would stop by to see Clara in the school. Then I went on to say something that I'm ashamed of and knew better for. I shared the nickname people call you behind your back. Miss Jenkins, I am so sorry. And I ask for your forgiveness. After I made that bad comment, I could tell from Clara's body language that she did not like it. I can only imagine how she told her children not to repeat it. You may not know it, but she punished her son the next day in front of the entire school. Oscar lost every recess for a week, and it was my fault that he heard that. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Looking at Matthew, Miss Jenkins said, There are a few things I want to say. Yes, I forgive you. And Matt, you really need to ask forgiveness from little Oscar as well. Now let me explain some things. I've heard all kinds of comments about my size, like fatty, fatty two by four, couldn't go through the door, and others. I have a health condition. I eat like a small bird, and my size remains the same. The Lord has helped me to develop ways to overlook the comments people make. I realize Mrs. McIntosh's son was only repeating what he'd heard. Since Claire and her family have never seen me before, I knew someone had to tell them this. I'm sorry, Mr. Benson, but I first thought it was you who said that to Clara, since you are her brother-in-law. 
I regret that impression. So please forgive me, Mr. Benson. At that, David promptly said, I do forgive you, Miss Jenkins. Continuing with her visit, Miss Jenkins then said, Mr. McConkey, thank you for your honesty. With all this cleared up, I want to share my heartfelt conviction. I think this board needs to hire Mrs. McIntosh as a permanent full-time teacher. If you do not do that, when I need another teacher in the county, I know who I am going to recommend to another school. Thank you for listening to this episode. In the next chapter titled, Fighting the Real Enemy at Home and in the Waters of the Pacific, we will hear about Chaplain Captain Harry McIntosh and how he is making a real difference in the lives of many people in the South Pacific. We invite you to listen to this podcast.